Woke up quick at about noon. Loved ones, welcome into a very special Tuesday, July 14th edition of the podcast with Damian Barling. We thank you, uh, as always, for downloading and streaming and for listening. We thank you so much for your constant support here of this program uh, for well over a year. Uh, and I thank you for tuning in to this episode in particular. We're going to talk about Russell Westbrook. Uh, we're going to talk about Rashawn Holmes. Uh, we're going to talk about all of the things going on in the world of sports. We're going to talk about the changes in Washington. Uh, but first, uh, we have an announcement to make, one that I'm very excited about, one that I am very proud about, and one that I'm not going to be making alone. Uh, I want to bring in Deuce and Mo to the show. Deuce and Mo for the very first time here on the podcast. Dude, what a day. This is a big moment. We, you know, this has been something we've been talking about for a while now. And I hope that Tuesday, July 14th, a date we look back on and go, wow, we created something really special. And everyone's going, what the hell are you guys talking about right now? That's super dramatic. That is, that is definitely, you went, you went the dramatic route. Yeah. You know, it's, we, we talked the last time we were together about, you know, introducing new voices. And, you know, we both, all three of us have been really vocal about the, the issues with uh, the lack of diversity in, in media and, and just kind of hearing, you know, the same old people over and over and over again. We also talked about the, uh, our path to radio is virtually eliminated, like internships with major media companies, internships with radio stations is virtually disappeared. And I don't know what you tell a student at Sac State or American River College or Consumerist River College or someone who wants to get into broadcasting and do what you guys do with the Stockton Kings or, you know, do what we used to do on radio stations. Like, I don't know what you tell them here at this point because there is no in for them anymore. So I, I realized at one point that over the course of the last you know year hosting the podcast that I've asked people you know to rate the show and to review the show. And I've asked people to support Vibe Health Bar and Sky Naturals and, you know, go check this out, go buy a T-shirt, do all these different things. And I thought, man, this 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 audience that we have is really, really responsive. And I just keep asking them to do stuff for me. Like, why not create something and, and, and ask them to do something that benefits other people? Yeah. So when we talked last time, it was like, let's let's create something where we can introduce you know, the next group of multimedia journalists uh, to to our market and to Sacramento. Let's use voices that might not otherwise be heard. And because you guys have an established audience and I get, I have an established audience, you know, we can introduce a, a new group of, of multimedia journalists to the city of Sacramento and really to the digital space. So we decided to launch this podcast platform called Be Heard. Yes. And... It was really important, you know, when we started talking about this idea, like I, I really wanted you guys on board because, you know, we're three really different personalities. And I, I think while we have a lot of crossover, I also think we have different audiences. Like I can be a bit aggressive and I know there are things that I talk about that not everybody likes to hear. I talk about race a lot more than people would like to hear. I talk about social issues a lot more than some people would like to hear. And maybe when uh, you know, they, they want maybe a less aggressive take. Maybe that's where Deuce and Mo come in, or they like Deuce's heel character, or they like how Morgan trashes Deuce every, like that's, it's, it's all, it's all good content. It's all different content. And I think we have different audiences, but we could utilize the audiences that we have to one, uh, expose our podcast to new audiences. And two, we've brought on a couple of other podcasts to help us launch one of them is Jason Jones. Everybody's familiar with Jason Jones and the uh, athletic and a, a, a voice and a name that more people should be uh, familiar with is, is Kenny Caraway. Like Kenny's been working at 97.5 for a long time and he's been trying to get his foot in the door of sports media in, in, in this type of, in this type of broadcast medium, but there's nowhere for him to go. Yep. And, you know, he's been doing stuff with Jason. And of course, when, you know, when someone's got to cut budgets, they, you know, well, what do we need to get rid of? And they had that thing going over there on The Athletic. They cut that and decided, you know, just as those guys were getting momentum, you guys know it takes a long time to build a podcast. Yes, absolutely. And those guys had just started to build something before The Athletic said, hey, COVID is, you know, causing us to, you know, we've got to cut some things. And, and they wound up cutting a lot of their podcast and the throne room was one of them. And it was like, yo don't get rid of it. Like, let's just move it over to another platform. So, you know, we've got them on with us. Uh, another podcast 
the dope ones podcast, you know, uh, Donnie Ramsey is a, uh, he's a, he's a, a local, he is a, a Sacramento based business. He's a tremendous graphic designer. He's got his own apparel line. He's put out t-shirts for me. Uh, he's put out t-shirts for be heard and he launched his podcast on his own through video form. And I thought, man, this is really good. Yeah. We need to introduce this to other people. So that's like those two plus you and I, that's kind of the core of what uh, our Be Heard platform is. That's the launch of what, and we've already got Sac State students who are ready to get involved. We've got people from all over the market who have been itching to get involved in, whether it's sports media, whether it's hip hop, music, whether it's black culture, whatever it is, we've got people who have been uh, just itching to to have a platform. And I think, I really think we might've been able to create something here with, with Be Heard for them. And, I think, and for us. Uh, exactly. And I think that's something too that we've talked about from day one is really how are we going to help diversify sports media? And it's not only sports media, just like you talked about, even other people that want to, you know, learn more about music radio or just anything within um, broadcasting. I think what this platform, Be Heard podcast platform is going to do is just like we've talked about, help the underutilized voices because there aren't a lot of places that people can just go and and share what they have to say. And just like you said, how great is it that under this platform, there are so many different options for people to listen to, but we're yeah. all under the same roof of caring about the same thing. And that's whether it's bettering our community or just bettering sports broadcasting as a whole going forward with more voices that need to be heard. Yeah, that's the biggest deal to me. Like look around sports radio and I, of course, Iowa will always have a special place in my heart for radio. I'm not dumping on everyone here, but the reality is you look around, it's just a lot of white people, white men telling you about sports I think this is a great opportunity, like you guys are talking about, is not only finding that next generation or those people who don't have the voices yet, giving them a platform. It's getting younger. It's getting yeah. more diverse and different right. opinions and viewpoints on sports, pop culture, social issues. And I, I think this can have a, a very, very big impact on the industry as a whole. I just think that's where we need to be doing. We need to be doing more of this. So this Be Heard platform to me was a no-brainer. It was funny. Me and Morgan have been talking with all the stuff going on in our country from coronavirus to the murder of George Floyd. And we've seen all the protests. And I was like, God, we need to do, like, what are we going to do to change it? What can we do to help? Like, I, I feel like I have to do more. I have to li listen. I got to learn more, all this stuff. And I was like, I, I really want to talk to Damien. And of course, Damien, yep. being who he is, is grinding away. He's hustling and he already has this concept. He's got this idea. And just hearing you talk about Damien, it, it fired me up, you know, it fired us up. It rejuvenated us. And I think what you guys are talking about us being under the same umbrella, when you go search, be heard on whatever, where you ever you get podcasts, yeah. our podcast right. will come up and all these other podcasts that we're talking about will come up. And I think the audience is going to be exposed to a lot of talented people that maybe they would never hear. And that's and that's really the whole point. Like we we and honestly, you know, the people who have been so amazing to follow us over here to this digital platform, uh, I I I want to leverage that audience. Like you guys have been so great. You have trusted me. You guys have trusted my favorite green juice. You guys have trusted the CBD bomb that I have suggested. Now trust the 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 audio content that we have out here. You know, you talked about. You know, people don't listen to the radio. This is one thing like I, I've I've always struggled with when it when it came to like the traditional radio platform because you know you talked about it being old and white and male, and it's like you you know a great example of that was on Tupac's birthday, ESPN's Twitter account tweeted out you know today would have been Tupac's forty something birthday or whatever it was, and I looked at that and I thought oh that's hmm as I do to punish myself, I look at the replies oh. Oh, no, no. and you go through the replies and you realize, you know, so many in sports media, you know, have people who follow ESPN, people who follow sports, like black people have been eliminated from that. Yeah. Like, yep. even though the athletes are black, the, uh, you know, the, the biggest personalities that you hear in radio and you're starting to see some changes at ESPN and their national radio lineup. But you, you know, you look at the biggest personalities in radio and they're all, they're all Greenbergs. 
You know, they're Max Kellermans. Yes. They're Dan Patricks. You know, and it's they're they're Doug Gottlieb for God's sakes. And it's like, okay, um, Clay all right, Travis. that's that's weird. Oh. And and you're conditioned, you know, like black people are conditioned to turn away from this. Like, you know, I I always made this. This is the the line I always use. I love listening to Dan Patrick, but very often he'll launch into a thing about how the the Eagles and the Beatles and Led Zeppelin, and it's like they're the greatest. Whatever, like, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't resonate with me. There should be sports media hosts where when you launch into a conversation about pop culture, you know, they talk about the greatest TV shows of all time. But we know Breaking Bad is always going to be on there. But like, what about The Wire? Yeah. What about How to Get Away with Murder? I know Bobby Jackson was talking about How to Get Away with Murder. Me and Bobby are watching the same show at the same time. I'm getting caught up on that one. I was a fan of Scandal. Like, bring up, you know, black actresses and black actors. And it, it, despite what a lot of people think, black people listen to the radio. They like sports, you know what I mean? And they should have a, not only that, younger people listen to the radio. Younger people want to listen to the radio, but they've been steered away. People don't listen anymore. And this is the the thing that I was, before I took a massive left turn there, the, the point that I was trying to make is when people listen to the radio, they listen for you. Like if they were listening to, you know, Deuce and Mo on the radio. They were listening for Deuce and Mo. Nobody was listening to get the score of the Kings game last night. Mm-hmm. That comes to your phone now. You know the second the game is over, even if you're at work, what you know who the high scorer was. You even got the highlights. None of that matters. They want to listen to Deuce and Mo. Same thing with the lowdown. When when you when the lowdown was on, you had to know who and what I was and some of the different things that I was going to be talking about. If you were just tuning in to hear who won the Kings game, you're tuning into the wrong show. Right. And and that's why I always said, you know, that's why I told Jason when we started the lowdown, let let us do it my way. And if it fails, I'll be gone. <laughs> You'll have your show back. And and it, and it, we could just acknowledge it won't work. I just don't want to fail for trying to be something that I'm not. Let me fail for being what I am. Yeah. And I thought we, you know, I, I thought that show was really successful in bringing in, in sports media, you know, they'll tell you they don't care about the 18 to 34 year old audience no. because that's not the money demographic. They care about the older audience. And our thing was, well, if you don't have a younger demographic, what's going to happen when the older, I, I think I told you guys this last time, there is no more useless human being in the world of radio than a 56 year old. Yep. Because once you're out of that 35 to 55 year old range, you are a useless human being as it pertains to radio. There could be 4 billion 60 year olds listening to a radio show. Don't matter. Not the demo. It's not the demo and it does not matter. And you said it when you were just talking about really staying true to yourself. And I think that even goes to us as well. You know, white woman, white male over here with a sports podcast and we understand the importance of allyship and we want to continue to spread that word to the white crowd that may be listening to us or to anybody underneath the be heard platform. And so it's just very important for us too to like stay true to ourselves. And I think for so long, we stood, we shied away from anything that was political running into sports when really a lot of the times it wasn't political right it was just a social issue it was yeah. just what was happening in our world and we're done we're not going to shy away from that stuff because it's all real and guess what we're going to normalize talking about it and i feel like under this platform we're all going to normalize the issues that are hard for people or uncomfortable for people to talk about while also entertaining and having fun with everything else that we all talk about under this platform yeah and that's you know you mentioned another thing about you know being a white male and a white woman like i want to hear from women you know what i mean like i i want to hear more women i told you this last time and i genuinely mean this i chased you for so long on the lowdown. I wanted someone to be able to do what you did. And there, there was no one like, I just couldn't find someone as, as dedicated to you are who loves sports the way that you did, who, who was willing to commit so much of their life to being a great broadcaster, because I feel like hearing, you know, we've gotten into, we're, we're in a world where everything is, is programmed for us. And quite honestly, you know, podcasts are no different. Podcast is, is it's, it's on-demand programming that, that tailors 
you. It tailors me. I've got all the Conrad Thompson podcast on my, uh, you know, my my Apple podcast. Plus, I got, you know, Deuce and Mo and all the, the new, you know, Be Heard podcast that we have. It, but it's like it's in 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 that realm. And in, in social media is another great example. Is you surround yourself with like like-minded people. And sometimes you need to just hear somebody who sounds different. Sometimes you need to hear women talking about sports. Chenea Bumake getting the, you know, the night spot yes. at, 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 on the ESPN national lineup. It's, it's fantastic. It's deal. You, you need voices like that. You need people who are different. You need to have different opinions. You need to hear different opinions to, you know, broaden your scope of thinking. And that's what we want Be Heard to be. We want Be Heard to, you know, uh, give people, we want Be Heard to make people think. And we want to, we want Be Heard to be an outlet for people who are trying to take their first steps into multimedia journalism. Like, think about how your job has changed over, you know, the time that you two have been in media. Go ask Lena Washington and Sean Cunningham and Marshall Harris and Sarah Hodges, who all helped with the Be Heard uh, logo launch yesterday. So thank you to all of them. Yep. They, you know, ask them how much their jobs have changed since they've been doing it. Yeah. Now you've 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 got to know how to do podcasts. You've got to know how to do radio. You've got to know how to do television. You've got to know how to operate your camera. You got to know how to do Instagram Live, Facebook Live. You got to know how to work Skype without the mics echoing back into one person's uh, 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 one person's earphones. Like you've got to know how to do all of that stuff. And this is you know the Be Heard podcast platform is actually only the first step in what we hope is a significantly broader. Uh, program that we're working with, we're actually working with some major media companies to help launch what would essentially be a training program for people coming out of uh, college, for coming out of junior college. I don't know, maybe there's a LeBron James coming out of high school, LeBron James of radio who wants to get in. And, you know, we, all of that stuff is still to be worked out. But, you know, this podcast platform is step one of what we expect to be, you know, a, a multi-step program here in what we hopes will really, really help people. And it's easy to sit around and complain about how things are messed up and uh, things got to get better. But that's why I appreciate about you is you said, no, let's do something about this. Yep. Like, what can we all do to change this and, and help shift this? So people are exposed to more voices and you went and got it. And that's why, I, that's why I'm so fired up. I'm so excited that you wanted us to be a part of this and the other podcasts involved. Of course, your podcast is going to be on there. Your new wrestling podcast, uh, Relive, that I know gives you a lot of headaches because of how much work you put into it <laughs> with this documentary. But like, th there's so many cool voices involved and i encourage everyone just check it all out like you're yeah. going to be exposed to new voices that maybe you haven't heard before you mentioned with jason jones like you may read jason jones but you've never had the chance to talk to him maybe you heard him in a radio interview or something but i'm telling you listen to him and kenny they've got yeah. a good vibe together and you hear yeah. jason in a completely different element and I dig it. And I, like, even for me, I know Jason Jones. You know, I've talked to him many times, mm -hmm. but hearing him and Kenny talk Kings basketball has been really entertaining. And I think a lot of fans out there are going to be uh, pretty fired up when they get the chance to uh, check everything out. Jason's really got his groove yeah. with that J, J Street Vibes podcast. He's he's really got his groove. And um, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Kenny also. And also the Don is Dope podcast. I hope people will check out that. He's got a great Rolodex that he's going to have a lot of different people. Like he's done an issue on social justice, uh, an episode on social justice already. Uh, and then his, you know, his second guest was like a, a food guy. It's like he's got Love a it. broad base of people that he works with, man. And he's a, you know, that is a that is a, a, a Sacramento based business. That is a black owned business. That is the type of people who, you know, Sacramento has always rallied around in terms of support. And that's what we hope this Be Heard platform will be is uh, we hope that you'll support it. And most of all, we hope that you'll be really entertained by it. And Deuce, I think you mentioned this earlier. If you go to Apple Podcasts and you search Be Heard, all of the podcast. You don't have to search us individually. You don't have to figure out who's on the platform. If you just search Be Heard on radio.com or Apple Podcasts, all of the podcast uh, will be a part of it. And we have, you know, an initial five, but we're going to be adding more to it uh, just in, in the weeks to come. And we expect this uh, we expect this platform to grow and, and we hope it's a mainstay here uh, in Sacramento. We've already heard from 
we've already heard from a, a, a media outlet or two who are interested in supporting it. So, well, it. look, it's going to be great content, new voices, and the community aspect of it yes. all. Yes, you know that's the thing. I think when you hear of be heard you're going to immediately feel like I am supporting something that's good, not only from a content perspective, but they're also in the community doing some big things. The people on this podcast platform all believe in the same mission. And that's really hard to get sometimes when you look at other companies and you want everyone to believe in this one thing or you really want everyone to just be good people. Well, we're lucky enough with Be Heard that we have that. And that is going to be our mission going forward. And that is what we promote. So hopefully, too, within the community, if there's more people out there that um, feel like they want to be involved or, uh, you know, just be a part of this positive change that we hope to make, you know, just reach out, DM yep. any of us. Yep. A hundred percent. And we're a bit like I've launched like there, there's Be Heard platform on Twitter be heard platform on on Instagram and Facebook, like all of those media channels went up today. Uh, so you can connect with with all of us in any way, shape or form. And we'll be there. And if you you have been saying this for weeks, if you want to do a podcast, connect with us and, you know, we'll go through it. And if nothing else, even if your podcast doesn't make it onto the platform, I know all three of us are happy to help. Absolutely. We'll coach. We'll tell you some things to, you know, that you should do better just from like a, a broadcasting standpoint, maybe from a technical standpoint, maybe your microphone needs to be a little bit better. Do we will help any and everybody who who brings something to us like you won't walk away with nothing like we'll be able to help whether you make it onto that platform or not. Damien, this is going to be fun, man. I'm really excited for this. And um, I seriously I've told you this over text. I appreciate all the work like people listening. Understand Damien has been grinding on this and the fact that you found other talent to be a part of this. Yep. I, I, I really appreciate what you're doing, man. Oh, likewise, man. I, I like I've I've wanted us to do something together for a long time. And it was actually your your text, you know, about a little over a month ago was the, the text that opened the door. It was like, all right, because we hadn't just for whatever reason, we hadn't talked in a while. Yeah. And so when you sent that text, it was like, all right, let's do it. Like, let's go. Like, we're here. We're talking. Let's yeah. let's see if we can get something started. And that was kind of, you know, the idea had been birthed and you know, I knew you guys needed to be a part of it. I did not want to do this without you. So uh, I'm so happy that you guys have said yes. And I guess now that this part of the show is done, I'll spend the next 40 minutes expressing my concern over Russell Westbrook. <laughs> and I'm really, I'm really not okay with where we're at in the world right now, hearing that Russell Westbrook isn't feeling well. I'm tempted to fly to Houston. See, I, know I really am. You need to go out there right now. Get him anything he needs from the store. You be his Instacart, you know? <laughs> I, I absolutely will. <laughs> I absolutely will. If he needs some tussing delivered, whatever it may be, like I'll I'll help out. Like that was a that was not a tweet that I wanted to see yesterday. Mm. Not at all. Well, Damien, as a, seriously, it's it's a pleasure, and I, I can't wait to uh, really get this launched and ready to go. Well, launch day is today. We're up and running. Want to thank Deuce and Morgan for joining me here on the podcast and encourage you to check out our other podcasts. Check out the J Street Vibes podcast. Check out uh, the Dope Ones podcast. We still got a sale going on over the Dope Ones. If you use the promo code 720, spell out the word seven, uh, throw the 20 at the end of it, you'll get 20% off your order at thedopeones.com. And that's just for that's for anything on the on the website. That's not just for the more than a podcast T-shirts or the Damian Barling collection or the t the Be Her T-shirts or anything like that. It's for everything on the website, and they got some great stuff there. And also check out the podcast, the Dope Ones podcast. It's fantastic. It's here on our platform. Search Be Heard in Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform you use. All five of our podcasts should come up. Uh, it may take a while for all of that to populate, but if not, you know, search J Street Vibes, search the dope ones, uh, go subscribe to Deuce and Mo. They drop a podcast Monday through Thursday. So we've got you covered. If local radio is not giving you what you want, man, don't worry. Uh, we have got you covered here on the Be Heard podcast platform. Now let's get down to business. I feel like and we probably we don't need to, but it always feels it's it's such a good transition. Boom. All right, now we're going to get to Rashawn Holmes here in just a minute. Russell Westbrook uh, announced yesterday on social media, on his social media platforms, Twitter and Instagram, uh, that he has not joined the Houston Rockets yet, which we knew late last week. Uh, we knew that he had not joined 
uh, the Houston Rockets yet. We had heard that James Harden hadn't either. Now, we, there was a rumor circulating. There was a tweet circulating yesterday that James Harden had tested positive uh, for COVID-19. I don't think that that has been confirmed by anybody. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure who or what that, that Twitter account was that people were re- retweeting. But uh, Russell Westbrook did confirm that he tested positive for the virus. He said he's, you know, he's okay. He's looking forward to rejoining the team. Uh, he's been in isolation uh, during this during this time period, and and he's he's still not in Orlando. Uh, he's hoping to join the Rockets as soon as possible. Uh, Russell Westbrook, I think, is the biggest name that we're aware of so far that's tested positive. Um, you know, I, I, I might be at this point, I could be forgetting somebody. I don't think so. I, I mean, Russell Westbrook is an A-level superstar. And uh, I think uh, certainly the, the biggest name who has tested positive. But, you know, multiple levels of good news here and, you know, a bad news story. He's not in Orlando. That's good news. Uh, and he seems to be feeling, okay, this isn't a Spencer Dinwiddie situation where he's you know, he's feeling horrible and he's been feeling horrible for weeks. So, this, you know, these are positives. The NBA also released uh, numbers yesterday about their coronavirus test uh, that they've been doing since July 1st. Uh, they've had 19 players test positive since July 1st. Um, they've had two players test positive since arriving in Orlando. And I'm interested by that. So apparently the way that this worked is the two players tested positive during the initial quarantine period. So this was not when practices were taking place. This was not when there was, uh, you know, walking around on campus. And I can't stress this enough. I, I, I don't want this to come across as like hyperbole or make this statement come across as if it's unclear. When they got to Orlando, they went straight to their rooms and stayed there. It, 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 you know, the, the quarantine period didn't mean that they didn't leave the hotel. It didn't mean that they didn't practice. It didn't mean that they didn't go to the dining room. It meant they didn't leave their room for 36 hours. That's why so many teams arrived in the evening. They arrived in the evening. So that way, if they got there at eight, nine o'clock, you know, they had their little, their little snack bag, which made the rounds on social media. And then they went to sleep and then they had to get through the next day and not leave their hotel room. And then they went to sleep again, and that pretty much eats up the entire 36 to 48-hour period. So the fact that the two positives were during that time frame, it does beg one question, though. How did they get there? Like, how did they get to Orlando? So are we looking at a, and I think this, this has to be considered a massive concern, are we looking at tests that maybe aren't the most reliable? Because if two guys tested positive during the initial quarantine period, doesn't that mean they had to have had it when they were on the plane? And that has to be a serious concern for for the particular teams involved and for the NBA. Or did they get there not on the charter? Did they get there separately? Did they get there, you know, did they take their own charter plane? Were they coming from a different market? And when was the last time before getting on the plane that they passed the COVID test? Because I would think it was no later than the day before. And this is a virus I still think we we just fully don't understand. We don't have a grasp on. Uh, you know, so many people seem to be different. If you haven't been following Spencer Dinwiddie on on Twitter, you see, you know, he's he's outlining the struggles that he deals with on a day to day basis. Von Miller has talked openly about the struggles that he has had recovering from the virus. And then there are other people who are just like, I, I'm good. You know, like, it's fine. We're just moving on up. Nothing to see here. You know, it's different for everybody. There's probably a lot of us who have had it and just didn't know it. You know, particularly in the early stages, you go back to February and March, you know, there are probably people who have had it. They were asymptomatic and, you know, moved along. Nothing to it. So, you know, this is something we still haven't quite figured out, but... COVID's coming from Russell for Russell Westbrook. I'm coming for COVID. I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to form an army, army, and take out this virus. Uh, of course, we'll have more COVID news when we talk about California. I guess now let's just get all of the COVID stuff out of the way. This is a happy show. This is a positive show. Let's get all of this crap out of the way. 
of those of you listening in California, which is a large, large, large percentage of you, you know that Gavin Newsom uh, has rolled back the state's reopening uh, amid the irresponsible actions of so many in an increase in COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations. Uh, 29 counties uh, the state is monitoring are now required to close indoor operations for gyms, churches, office for non-critical sectors, personal care services, barbers, malls. Um, that includes Placer County, Sacramento, San Juan King County, uh, Solano, Sutter, Yolo, Yuba. Um, indoor operations for restaurants, wineries, uh, movie theaters, uh, they've all shut down as well as have uh, museums. Bars have already been closed. So we're right back to square one. We're right back to where we were on March 13th. So congratulations, California. Congratulations, the better part of America. We've really screwed this up. We seem to be the only country that hasn't been able to put their hands around the neck of COVID-19. But hey, we're number one, right? Let's keep it moving here. Maybe, I, I, in a way, this is lighthearted news, but really, it's so stupid. And it involves our beloved Rashawn Holmes. This might be, is this worthy? I don't know. That might be harsh. But, but kind of. Rashawn Holmes is in quarantine for the next seven days. Rashawn Holmes has been in quarantine for the last three days. Because he breached the bubble line. The gun line, if you will, the gun line, that's a a, uh, a quote from the movie Life with Martin Lawrence and, and, and Eddie Murphy, if you haven't seen that. If you haven't seen that, you need to drop everything you're doing today and go watch it. If you got work from home, call them, tell them you're not feeling well. If, if you've got uh, kids that are bugging you, tell them to go take a nap. You need two hours to go watch the movie Life. Uh, but Rashawn Holmes broke the gun line at the bubble in Orlando and... When you break the gun line, you're quarantined for 10 days. Ten. You're quarantined for more time if you break the gun line than you are if you took a commercial flight to Orlando. And Rashawn Holmes broke the gun line to get some food. There was some food being delivered, and there are protocols there are very strict protocols, and this is the frustrating part. This is where this is where this comes into play. There have been protocols put into place for food delivery. And they were put in place like three months ago. So somebody was not paying attention. I don't know what he ordered, but I hope that food was good. And he may have literally crossed this imaginary line just to grab the food, which means he interacted with the delivery driver. You can't do that, man. You did. We just watched The Last Dance in which Michael Jordan is insistent. Now, I think everybody thinks Michael Jordan is full of shit. But Michael Jordan is insistent that he was poisoned during the finals. He didn't have the flu game. He had the food poisoning game. And five guys showed up to deliver a pizza to Michael Jordan's room. Because, of course, Michael Jordan called and said, Hey, it's Michael Jordan. Bring me a pizza. You're telling me. In this era of coronavirus in the bubble. I know Rashawn Holmes is a good dude. He wants to believe the best in people, but it didn't dawn on him like, hey, maybe I should not go interact with this food delivery driver. Maybe there is a reason we have a cafeteria. Maybe there is a reason there's a gun line. I posted the gun line scene on Twitter yesterday, and I think it was one of my finer Twitter moments. It was, honest to God, the first thing I thought of when I read that Rashawn Holmes, I think there was a report, if, if the timeline from yesterday serves me correctly, there was a report that an anonymous player broke the NBA, like the barrier, and was going to be quarantined for 10 days. And then it was like, dude, who did that? And, of course, we find out it's, Rashawn Holmes. Oh, man. Hey, normally uh, we do follow-ups at the end of the show. Uh, let's do a follow-up now because this is fantastic news. I told you, man, this is a positive day. With the launch of Be Heard, 
and and uh, you know the silly Rashawn Holmes story. You know the worst news that we got so far is 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 the Russell Westbrook story. But if anybody can beat uh, COVID nineteen and go on to to win, it's going to be Russell Westbrook because we all know he's the greatest basketball player that has ever lived. Uh, perhaps the best story I could give you was a follow up to yesterday's story. The league source that spoke to ESPN about the dress code, about the uniforms arriving at the game, was wrong. ESPN wrote another article yesterday saying NBA players can arrive at games when play resumes in Orlando with their own outfits. Huh? League fits is back, baby. They went on to say ESPN was misinformed by a league spokesperson that a concrete dress code protocol had been finalized last week. Now, in defense of ESPN, th- this this was a this was a, a a very real conversation, and this is something the NBA was trying to do. They wanted players to arrive in uniforms or in in, in their warmups, uh, go to the locker room, go through their routines, go out to the court. They they didn't want a whole lot of time wasting the 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 trade-off is is actually quite simple and it's one that I was thinking of yesterday as we were delivering this story why they just didn't do this in the first place but this was the compromise that they came came to after uh, the league proposed this this idea of of arriving just in uniforms and, and warm-ups uh they'll arrive in what you know their 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 normal gear they they'll they'll arrive in their run, runway gear however much they could have possibly packed with them I think I read PJ Tucker brought like sixty pairs of shoes with them they ain't gonna be playing that many games fam but like cool like that's that's dope that's that's one of the things I like about PJ Tucker um, but they, they can arrive in in you know their normal league fits attire but they'll they you know in in their bag they've they've got their you know their Sacramento Kings sweatsuit or whatever. And that's what they've they've got to throw that on immediately following the game. You know, they strip off their uniform, throw the sweatsuit on, and we keep it moving. Um, because the the idea, the the issue with games, the issue with you know wearing your own wardrobe, it's not when you arrive; it's when you leave. Uh, none of those guys are going to want to put on their you know their fresh gear without being able to shower. You know what I mean? None of those guys are going to want to put on their uh, fresh gear after stripping off that, you know, that nasty uniform. So, so the issue was never when you arrived; it was when you left, and that's the compromise. They can wear what they want when they, uh, when they, when they arrive at the arena. Uh, just throw on your your uh, Sacramento Kings, Boston Celtics, Brooklyn Nets, whatever. Throw on your team attire uh, as you get ready to leave. So that's great news. That was that was just a devastating story that we had to deliver yesterday. Uh, hurt my heart. Uh, cut me deep, Shrek. Cut me deep. Uh, but I'm thrilled that uh, that ESPN uh, was wrong in that sense. Another quick follow-up, and we'll leave this alone. There's plenty more other stuff we've got to get to. Uh, even in the NFL, there's stuff that we got to get to. Someone texted me yesterday, how did you not talk about entanglement and Will and Jada? You know, I, I, part of the, you know why I didn't? Because I don't, I, I, I don't care. Not that I don't care. I love Will Smith, by the way. I'm I'm watching, I'm watching just for like my time waster show now is the Fresh Prince of Bel Air because it's on HBO for the first time. HBO uh, Max, the app, and um, I'm just not fascinated with people's personal lives, with like celebrities' personal lives. I never have been. You know, I had to be when I worked at KSFM because you know part of your job is to deliver dirt, and it. You know, it was never my favorite thing, but, you know, it was part of the gig, so it's what you do. But, I mean, who doesn't have marriage troubles? You know what I mean? Like, I, I Just because Will and Jada are in some, like, public space, like, I'm not going to cast judgment on them. And I mean, entanglement is a fantastic word, and Jada set the Internet on fire with, with, with saying she was involved in an entanglement with whoever the hell that singer is, and I honestly don't even know who that dude is. No clue. But it seemed, I mean, I do now. I didn't before this story. I just don't feel the need to comment on people's personal lives. Like it, it doesn't. Like I don't cast any judgment on Will Smith and Jada for how they choose to, you know, live their life or, or, or conduct their marriage. All of these rumors about Will Smith and his sexuality, man, I do not care. Unless they're like horrible people, because I love Will Smith. Unless I found out like Will Smith is like a horrible, horrible human being. Well, okay, then 
you know, th- then I would care. Then I would have an issue because I'd have to, you know, I, I got to draw that line and, and cut it off. But I love Will, man. Not, hey, it's their personal life, man. I don't care. Again, entanglement, it's a hell of a word. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't really care about, about celebrities' personal lives. Uh, okay, that's the end of the follow-ups. I wanted to make sure I got that League Fit story in uh, because we delivered that, that news yesterday, and it was obviously devastating, and I know many of you uh, were as crushed as I was. Uh, so there's a nice little uh, pick-me-up to go along with the launch of, of Be Heard today. And to continue the sale, by the way, at thedopeones.com, use the promo code 720, get 20% off your gear. All right, let's keep it moving. Uh, Washington announced yesterday... <laughs> Only Washington could screw this up. Washington announced yesterday that they are retiring their nickname and their logo. Okay. We we knew it was coming, right? We've known for a few weeks coming. Dan Schneider is going kicking and screaming. Uh, never, I, what was it, May? I, I forgot the year, maybe 19. I, I could probably pull it up here as we're talking, but uh, if you ever wonder when never would arrive, never has arrived. It was, it was uh, Dan Schneider who said, never, you could put in all caps, I'm never uh, changing our name. And that was on May 9th, May 9th, 2013. Dan Schneider said, we'll never change the name. It's simple, never, you can use all caps. Well, never arrived on July 13th, 2020. Uh, though the new name has not been made official. And what I have to believe was a spectacular troll move by Dan Schneider. Because I, I don't believe, you know, sometimes I think we, we look at people and think, oh my gosh, this person is an idiot. We look at Donald Trump all the time and go, man, oh my God, this guy's an idiot. And while intellectually, he may very well be an idiot, but I tell you one thing that he's not, is he's not stupid. He knows how to manipulate. And he knows how to play people. I think Dan Schneider is the same way. Because on this press release in which he said, we're moving on from the Washington name. It is time after, since 1933, this is what the name been known as. It's time to make a change. Enough is enough and it's time for a change, as the late great Owen Hart once said. He did that on the Washington football team's uh, company letterhead, which still had the old name and old logo on it. They announced it through the Washington team's official Twitter page, which still had the old name and the old logo on it. As a matter of fact, everything that Washington did yesterday was riddled with the old name and the old logo. It was more than a little bit comical. And it was almost to the point where it was so comical you had to believe that it was deliberate. And this was one last double Stone Cold Steve Austin middle finger to everybody. Of course, that's what I'm going to believe because the alternative is to believe that he's an idiot and he didn't think anybody was going to catch on to that. And I don't think he's an idiot. Maybe he's an ass, but he's not an idiot. And I think he did that on purpose. Uh, quote from yesterday's release, Dan Schneider and Coach Rivera are working closely to develop a new name and design approach that will enhance the standing of our proud, tradition-rich franchise and inspire our sponsors fans and community for the next 100 years i'm fascinated by this as well i'm fascinated by it because ron rivera's got a say in this the coach hey i love riverboat ron but we all know he's probably not going to be around like terribly long i mean even if he's around for i mean i don't know I, i i guess if he's around for 10 years you can say ron rivera helped stimulate the next generation of this Washington football team. And you know, D.C. wants him back in the city. But D.C. said, oh, well, no, we're, we're, we do want you back in the city. We just not under that name. That wasn't even enough to get Dan Schneider to budge. That's the other amazing thing about it. You know, Washington is valued at $3.1 billion. That's what they were valued at uh, last year when the Forbes rankings came out. Uh, 14th most valuable sports franchise in the world. 3.1 billion. This is just fun. It's fun to watch Dan Schneider lose. I don't know what to say. Over the last 25 years, six teams across Major League Baseball 
the National Football League, the NBA, and the NHL changed their nickname without moving cities. The Washington Bullets, they changed their name to the Wizard prior to the 1997-1998 season, um, which was the right call. The Tennessee Oilers, they changed their name to the Titans prior to the 1999 season, and they stayed the Oilers for two seasons following uh, the move from Houston. Of course, Houston returned later on. The Mighty Ducks of Anaheim removed the Mighty. So, there you go. Uh, The Ducks won their first and only Stanley Cup that season, by the way. Uh, The Tampa Bay Devil Rays removed the Devil, and the New Orleans Hornets uh, became the Pelicans prior to the 2013-14 season. And, of course, the Charlotte Bobcats ceased to exist and became the Hornets again. So, those are the name changes. uh, Let's see. Tennessee, Anaheim, and Tampa Bay. They all they all reached uh, their respective championship in the first uh, season of their new name. So put your money on Washington getting to the Super Bowl this year uh, because the odds are that it could happen. Um, of course, assuming there is a Super Bowl this year, you know, because America has screwed this whole thing up. Uh, you know, speaking of football, we'll tie in COVID nineteen here to this process. Uh, there's a new uh, a type of equipment that the NBA is trying to pitch to players and it's not going well it's called the Oakley mouth shield it's a product that's designed by Oakley uh, in collaboration with doctors and engineers from the NFL and the NFL's players association with the idea that this new mouth shield could help mitigate the spread of the coronavirus on the field Uh, and it is expected to be distributed to all 32 teams uh, over the next week and it will receive a a test drive, if you will, on a much larger scale uh, than it has gotten to date. It's been tested out a little bit, uh, but but not to the degree of being out to all 32 football teams. This is good stuff. Uh, safety protocol negotiations are ongoing. The NFL and the NFL Players Association, they met yesterday. Uh, Dr. Alan Sills, who's the NFL's chief medical officer, he said, that's certainly what we're going to encourage, the use of, of this man shield, this, this, this mouth shield. There's no mandate to wear the shield. But the medical experts are, you know, they're going to be pushing hard for this type of protective equipment. And Alan, Dr. Allen still says, you know, that's certainly what we're going to encourage. And we hope that we're going to land on a product design that's something that everyone would want to wear because they'll see the value and want the additional protection without any deterrent to performance. Well, they're off to a bad start because Captain America himself. Now, I realize I often use the Captain America nickname for Tom Brady, but this is the actual superhero Captain America. I guess I got to come up maybe Mr. America. It's J.J. Watt under a blue mask. J.J. Watt, Mr. America. He tells Pro Football Talk, my second year in the league, I, I thought it would be cool. I put a visor on my helmet. Uh, I was like, hey, it's cool. I, I want to put a visor on. He was talking about adding additional equipment to his helmet. I had it on for about three periods of practice, and I said, take this sucker off. I'm going to die out here. So now you're going to put something around my mouth? Horses, J.J. Watt, uh, you can keep that. If that comes into play, I don't think you're going to see me on the field. Okay. So, Mr. America, J.J. Watt, without ever trying the actual shield, without ever using it and being able to form an educated on opinion on it, he tells us that if he's forced to wear it, he's not going to play football. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. J.J. Watt is the why do I have to wear a mask guy? Not that, and we shouldn't be surprised. I feel like we all kind of in our heart knew. I think a lot of us knew that, you know, J.J. Watt is probably a very, very nice person, but there's got to be a certain level of what goes on with him that's a facade. And he is the guy throwing a temper tantrum at, at Whole Foods before he takes his nap that he's he has to wear a mask to enter the store. 
Like, can you imagine that? Of all the things you could have told Pro Football Talk in that moment, you tell them, oh, if I have to wear a mask, I'm not, you might not see me on the field. JJ, do you think that is the smartest thing to say right now? Let's take the, 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 the mouth shield out of the equation. Do you think you could have approached this situation in which the NFL might ask you to wear a protective form of equipment that would actually allow your season to be played, that would actually keep your teammates and your opponents safe during a global pandemic in which it is hitting America harder than it's hit any other country because we are collectively, as a nation, stupid? Do you think the smartest approach was, oh, well, you're not going to see me on the field. Come on, JJ. What are you doing? He is the, why do I, JJ Watt is a Karen. That's what he is. He's just a really big one. He's just a really big Karen. Again, I'm positive JJ Watt's a very nice guy. But dude, what are you thinking? thinking saying something like that maybe maybe you say hey I, try, I tried this visor thing it was awful I hated it so you know I hope they design a product that 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 you know I can wear with some some comfort because because one thing that we've all learned over the last year or two is you know changing the protections uh, that football players get it doesn't go without any resistance I mean it's not like Antonio Brown held out because of some sort of helmet issue like, that wasn't real. It's not like they've restructured helmets over the course of the last few years with an attempt to uh, keep players safer from concussions. It's not like none of this has happened. Of course, I'm being 100% sarcastic. This has all happened, and it's all been met with resistance. But it should be very simple. Guys, we're, we're trying to get a football season played here, and we need to find a way to protect you out there on the football field. I think there are a lot of things that are going to be really fascinating about this upcoming season, assuming, of course, that the season happens. Can players take off their helmet on the sideline? And I'm not trying to be funny. I'm being dead serious. If there is some sort of protection around their mouth shit, does their helmet have to remain on for the entire game? That seems silly, given how close quarters football is. But I, I, I don't know. There's a lot of things about all of this that is, that is extremely silly and extremely frustrating. And JJ, I thought JJ Watt's quote was really, really frustrating. I just, I f he's got to, he's got to, he's got to think before saying stuff like that because it just comes across poorly. Uh, you want to buy the Mets? Anybody? Chip in. Apparently, everybody's doing it. It's the thing to do in 2020 is to chip in and buy the Mets. Uh, Brian Erlacher is getting in on this, as is Travis Kelsey and Demarco Murray. Uh, they're part of a group of investors who have joined Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez in a bid to buy the New York Mets. The group has already submitted its initial bid of $1.7 billion. Um, Steve Cohen, the hedge fund billionaire, has made a top bid so far of $2 billion. That's according to a report by the New York Post. Uh, the current Mets COO said he would prefer to sell to the Rodriguez-Lopez group if its offer is close to the best bid at the end of the auction. Again, this is according to the New York Post. Uh, I believe um, other investors include Joe Thomas, offensive lineman, spent his entire career with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, he'll be in the Hall of Fame in no time. Bradley Beal and Mason Plumley. Who wants in? Because again, apparently everybody is doing it. The New York, the New York Mets. I mean, it's a group of athletes, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a group of athletes and Jennifer Lopez that 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 are are trying to own the New York Mets. I don't know. Let's get in on it. How much can we put on it? Let's call. Let's call Alex and tell him. Tell them we want a piece of this. I do believe you can have too many owners, though, because people will take that name and think, like, well, I'm the owner of the New York Mets. Like, nah, bro. Like, you put in a couple bucks. You are an owner, but 
you're you're kind of the guy we invite to the board meeting because we have to. The person who puts the most money in is really the owner. Whoever has the biggest shares, if you will, is the owner. You got to keep everybody happy because you don't want anybody to get bought out. Because if you want somebody wants to get bought out, that means you've got to replace their money with somebody else's. But I do believe that you can have too many owners on a team. Uh, Elena Deladon, the reigning WNBA MVP, says a panel of physicians has denied her request to opt out of the 2020 season due to medical concerns. Uh, that decision is in direct conflict with the advice that she received from her own personal physician. I have followed Elena Deladon from day one. I have followed her journey where she was supposed to go to UConn and then she changed her mind and wound up going to Delaware. Uh, I have, you know, followed her sickness. She had uh, a, a terrible, like, bout of Lyme disease. Uh, she had a, multiple bouts uh, of Lyme disease. And she says yesterday, I love my team, and we had an unbelievable season last year, and I want to play. But the question is whether or not the WNBA bubble is safe for me. My personal physician, who has treated me for Lyme disease for years, advised me that I'm at high risk for contracting and having complications from COVID-19. Deladon said that in her statement yesterday. I'm thinking things over, uh, talking to my doctor and my wife, and look forward to sharing what I ultimately plan to do very, very soon. Um, so what happens is uh, if the WNBA medical board uh, denies your opt-out request, so what happens is if you opt out of the WNBA season, and, and I believe this is the case for baseball and I think they're working on like this is one of the things that the NFL is arguing about as well if you opt out of the season and you get cleared for medical reasons which I, I remember one of the first people I thought of during the WNBA's return was Elena Deladon but if you opt out and you get cleared for medical reasons you accrue the year of service which is a big deal and you get paid uh, if you opt out just because you don't want to play and because of, you know, there's, there, there's no high risk medical reason that is, that is keeping you from playing. You don't accrue a year of service and you don't get paid. So the medical board denying her is a pretty big deal. And Elena Deladon, obviously the reigning WNBA MVP, uh, she has a pretty decent salary with the league. So this is, it's, it's a tough look for the WNBA uh, I was talking to uh, Mike Tebow's wife a couple of days ago. Mike Tebow, of course, the court coach of the uh, Washington Mystics. And he was, you know, Mike's 70 plus years old. He's in, you know, he's in good health. Or he's a, he's, he might not be 70 plus, might, maybe about 70. Uh, but he's, he's off. He's ready to go. He's ready to coach. Like you couldn't keep him out of that bubble to, to, for nothing. Like he's there, he's ready to coach. But that's, that's just the way that he's made up. Um, he thankfully didn't have any, you know, glaring health issues that they were concerned about. Obviously, you know, age is something that they talk about. It, it isn't, uh, uh, it's a thing, but that just because you're older doesn't mean that you have a health issue. Uh, we've learned that now with Alvin Gentry and Mike D'Antoni. Those guys are older, but that doesn't mean that they have health issues. Uh, none of D'Antoni's conditions raised any red flags. He's there. Uh, same is true with Mike Tebow. Elena Deladon, I'm, I'm surprised that the WNBA went this route, um, especially for a player as, as coveted as her. If, if, she, if she wanted to opt out, I think the WNBA probably should have given this a long, hard look, given that her medical history is very, very public. Her fight against Lyme disease is a very, very public thing in, in the life of her career. Uh, so hopefully this is something that gets worked out both for the reigning MVP, uh, the Washington Mystics, and the WNBA as well. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope today's announcement didn't fall short with you. We are extremely excited for the launch of the Be Heard podcast platform. We genuinely want to make a difference uh, in the way that audio is consumed. Uh, we know for years uh, your favorite shows and favorite radio personalities have disappeared uh, from the radio stations that you listen to. We know for years, maybe maybe I was never your favorite. Maybe Deuce and Moe was never your favorite. But I also know that a lot of people, and I, I can go out on a limb and say, I know a lot, I know most people 
in this market do not want to hear Tiki and Tierney. I know that they don't want to hear nationally syndicated radio shows. Uh, I know that they want local sports content. And even if the local sports content today is only Rashawn Holmes, they want to hear their local personalities, whether it's sports, whether it's music, whether it's black culture, whether it's social injustices. Uh, we have got you covered here on the Be Heard podcast platforms. Please make sure you take some time to check out the Deuce and Mo podcast. Uh, subscribe to that just as you do to this one. Rate and review. Uh, check out J Street Vibes, man. Jason Jones, I know Deuce mentioned this earlier in our conversation. Jason Jones has really hit a groove in his uh, form of communication, man. And Kenny Caraway is a voice that I hope each and every one of you takes the time uh, to get to be familiar with. Uh, that's the J Street Vibes podcast. Go check that out. And, of course, the Dope Ones podcast. Uh, Donnie, is, Donnie wasn't even sure that he wanted to do this. He launched it on his own, and when I heard it, I called him immediately, man. I said, this is great. Like, where are you distributing this? He was just doing a video form on his website. He said, man, give me the audio. We're going to get this out to the world. Uh, so check out the Dope Ones podcast uh, here on the Be Heard Podcast Network. Subscribe to that, rate that, review that, and go to thedopeones.com uh, and use the promo code 720. You'll get 20% off your order. You already know about the Patreon account. There's more bonus content over there for you at patreon.com slash Damian Barling. Thank you for all your support here of this podcast. Thank you for all your support during the launch of the Be Heard podcast platform. And we will see you here tomorrow on the podcast with Damian Barling.